Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 45 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I could not be more excited to continue talking to you about personal finance topics that are hopefully pushing you towards financial freedom at a pretty high clip at this point. And so today, we are going to talk about one of the most financed items in America, the car. You get a car, you get a car, you get a car. That seems to be the rallying cry of America at this point. Cars are the symbol of success and wealth, and I can't tell you why. And I will spend the rest of this video and the rest of this episode trying to change your mind as to how you may feel about cars and the fact that you need a car loan your entire life. Before we get started though, go down below for me, uh, click the subscribe button, also like this video, leave me any comments um, that, that may come up or any questions that you may have in the comments section. Uh, also, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, uh, make sure that you go and subscribe for me and leave me a review. Uh, also, go and follow me on social media. That's, that's a place where I put out a lot of good content daily, at MNO with Dylan. Um, and then if you want to work with me in a financial coaching session, um, you can do that, but you have to sign up on my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. So let's dive right in. Car payments stink. That's a good way to start, right? But let's first talk about how do they how do they work? How does a car payment work? Well, having a car payment means your car is not even yours. It's owned by a bank or a financial institution um, or you know GM Financial, Toyota Financial, whatever it may be, uh, that loans you the money to pay for it. When you take out a car loan, you're telling the lender that you'll pay back the amount that you borrowed with interest over time. Um, and that time period is you know, typically five to seven years. And when it comes to determining the payment that you have to pay for this, you know, dreamy new car, they take into account several things. So the uh, trade-in value of the car that you had, um, any down payment that you may have made, obviously the price of that new dreamy car, um, the interest rate, um, the number of months or years that it's going to take um, in order to um, pay the loan off, and they wrap all this together and determine what your payment is going to be. So what's the cost? What's the, the cost of, of the typical car payment? How much debt do Americans have in car loans? Well, Americans have $1.2 trillion, trillion, that's a T, in outstanding car loans. The average car payment for a new vehicle is $554. And the average for a used car is $391. The average interest rate eclipses 5% annually. So we're spending a lot on cars. So what's the primary reason that they stink so bad? They're going down in value. You are paying for and paying interest on something that is losing its value every single day. If you make fixed payments on something going down in value, you're losing. You're paying interest payments on something at a value that it's not even worth anymore. That's why you hear about people going upside down on their vehicles, because the vehicle is not worth what they now owe on it, simply due to the fact that the vehicle has depreciated. You are in essence investing in something that you know will not be worth more in the future. And that's just dumb. So then people play the justification game and they give all these reasons as to why they must have a car loan and None of these justifications are good, and so let, let's talk about some of them. So the primary reason 
that people buy new cars is the need for transportation. So we all need to get around. Uh, cars are one of the best ways to do so in most places. Um, and nothing is wrong with owning a car that you use regularly. I'm not saying don't own a car. I, I have a car. My wife has a car. We own cars. But we don't finance cars. So we'll talk some more about that. Um, but we blow this reason up, this need for transportation, in the name of reliability. We think that new, more expensive cars are necessary in order for them to be reliable for us. This is just simply not the case. I mean, do you know what a new car is called when you drive it off the lot? It's called a used car because it's now not worth as much as it was before and now somebody else has owned it. And so you can buy good quality used cars that cost far less and are still simply reliable enough to get you where you need to go. When uh, when we purchased my car, my, my car was um, three years old had 60,000 miles on it, and that was in 2015. And so it's like, you don't have to buy the newest thing. And, and the fact that the, the same car, but the newest model, would have cost 10,000 more dollars than what we spent, that seems ridiculous. Why am I spending 10,000 more dollars on a couple years and 60,000 miles? My, that's crazy. I, I, it shouldn't be that. And the reason that it is is because they can have these markups and then the, the bottom falls out of the value. Cars start depreciating fast and hard as soon as you buy them. You can and should buy reasonably priced used cars to get around and that will meet your needs. Now, don't get crazy about what you think needs means. Uh, your wants are not your needs. Um, but something that will meet your needs that's reasonably priced and that you can pay for in full. Another justification that we make, though, is that we're trying to keep up. And you may say, oh, I'm not trying to keep up with other people. Well, tell me if you've ever made this um, statement. Oh, we're doing better than them. We should be able to X, Y, Z, whatever. It's a common thing. Even if we don't say it out loud, it runs through a lot of people's heads that, oh, we, we do better than the Jacksons or the Johnsons or whomever, right? Keeping up with the Joneses. Um, but we do better than them financially. We should own a car nicer than theirs, or we should own a house nicer than theirs. And so we play the comparison game. We use the car as a status symbol that it just shouldn't be. Cars are not some picture of wealth because they lose value. Keeping up with the Joneses is stupid regardless, but much more so when you're talking about something that's just not a good investment for you and your family and is actually going to cost you way more than what it's worth to you. Not to mention, anybody whose car doesn't match their home, and you know exactly what I mean, that their car doesn't match their home, those aren't people you should be looking towards to get financial advice anyway, because obviously they don't get it either. So, looking around is not going to help you make good decisions and it's going to help you to justify purchases over and over and over again. And that's not what you need to do with cars because it's not worth it. So you may say, well, Dylan, that's all fine and good, but I can afford my car payment. Can you? I think your car payment's killing you. And the reason I think that is just based on averages. Okay. So um, the average household income in America today is $60,000 approximately. The average car payment on a new car is $554, okay? So if you and another person in your house 
both have car payments. That's over $1,100 per month on things going down in value. So that's approximately 25% of your take-home pay at minimum that's being paid out in car payments. That is stupid. And you may be listening to all this and just going, well, Dylan, I, I need a car and I can't buy one in cash yet. What, what do I do? Well, here's what you need to do. If you have a stupid one, right? If you have one that does not, it is far too expensive for your income. It's not increasing your utility that much for what you're paying for it. Then you need to sell it and you need to sell it today. Now, I don't care if you're a little upside down, it'll be worth it. Just sell it today. If you have to finance something at first, finance a cheap used car and then pay it off as soon as possible. Okay. Then save up for your next car. And it's actually not that hard. People think it's hard to save up for a car because they look at the big number. They go, oh, well, how am I ever going to pay for a $25,000 car? Here's how. Okay. So let's say you, you want, let's say you buy that cheap car, right? And um, let's say you make a plan that, okay, in five years, I want a $25,000 car. Let's talk about how you can do that in cash. Well, that's simple savings. If you didn't have a trade-in, if you didn't negotiate price and the price was just $25,000, you could save $416.67 per month and do that for five years and that gets you to $25,000 car. It's that simple. Now, I know $416 is a lot, but do you remember what the average car payment is on a new car? $554. It's less than that. And then you can get to a car that you want and that car will not own you and you paid no interest on anything. And I use a $25,000 example. You can get good quality used cars for much cheaper than $25,000. And I'm talking about cars. I, I'm, I mean, there are even some trucks and SUVs that you can get for less than $25,000 that are in good shape. So don't come to me with the crap that I need a $50,000 car. You absolutely do not. And so, like I said earlier, we bought a car 2015. Um, at the time, it was three years old, 60,000 miles. It's a Toyota Camry, okay? It's good cars, long-lasting vehicles, right? We got it for less than $14,000, okay? That saving, if I wanted to purchase a $14,000 car in five years, that is saving $233.33 a month, which is nothing compared to the car payment you may be making now. Plus, that assumes that you need a car or a car that's new and nice in only five years. That's, that's assuming that the car that you bought that's cheap doesn't last you. It may last you more than five years, and maybe you can save up and buy something nicer. It's not that hard. People just choose not to do it because there's not this... Saving is not natural in the U.S. If saving were natural, then you, know, you wouldn't see that most Americans can't cover a $400 expense. Because if you're saving money, then you should be able to cover $400 expense pretty easily. And so you, you see where I'm coming from here is that you have to make it a priority. And if you don't, you're just going to go in car debt. And that's fine. But this channel is not going to, and, and my, my teaching and what I'm telling you is best for you financially is not going to pander to the fact that you feel a certain way. What I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you what you should do, what should happen in order to get you to the best financial place efficiently, and that's it. So you can save up for a car. 
and it may not be luxury, but it's for utility. Cars are to be used as a tool to get you places, not to drive around town, you know, telling everybody, you know, look what I'm riding in. Who cares? And if you do save up and buy, buy a car in cash for the first time, it may not be really nice, but who cares? It's yours. You own it. These people with $60,000 trucks that just went and financed them, if they went and sold that truck, they would leave with less money than what you would get by selling your crappy car because they owe all this money on this truck. You're going to sell this crappy car and get to keep all the money. And you have to remember this short term driving what you don't really want to be driving can turn into long term driving whatever the heck you want to drive. Because when you do have these car payments, it's not just, you know, either you spend money on a car or you don't. It's if you didn't spend as much money on the car month to month, then you would be able to do other things. And so um, specifically, you'd be able to invest. People say, oh, I don't have money to invest. We have money to spend $554 on a new car payment, and that's an issue. So let's say if you invested the two car payments we talked about earlier. So I said, you know, a typical household, new cars for both people. So $1,100 total in car payments. And I know that's a crazy amount for most people, but I just, you know, bear with me here on... Um, what this would be. So if I took those two car payments, put them together and invested them from age 25 to age 60. So for 35 years, right. And I just grew them at 8%. So invested them in some asset that grew at 8%. You would have an extra $2.5 million for your future and to be saved for retirement and to be saved to do whatever the heck you want to do in life. That is an absolute game changer. Now, I'm not saying that people are going to have that much extra to invest. Not what I'm saying. I'm just saying if you look at what the money could be, cut that number in half. You know, just say it was one car payment. That's still an outstanding amount that you're giving up in order to buy something that's going down in value. Makes no sense. And then let's say, you know, I just gave that example and you said, oh, well, I'm not 25, so I, that doesn't apply to me. Well, let's say you're 40, Okay. If you just invested those car payments from 40 to 60, that's still another $650,000 that you can retire on. That is real value. And let's say you cut it in half, that's you know $325,000 of real value. So you realize that the amount of money that you're gonna throw away in car payments over time, and especially if you buy a new car every time you get the one paid off or even before, and you're always gonna have a car payment, you, you are, your opportunity cost of that car payment is crazy high. The, the cost of not investing, the cost of not putting your money to work, but putting it into these depreciable assets, depreciating all the time, uh, day after day, your car is worth less, then it's a losing proposition. You're not going to win that battle. So let's say you know, you're thinking, well, I still don't think I can buy a car in cash. Well, it may take some hard work and take some really you know, diligent, you know, being able to work on things and, and get your finances in order in order to do so. Um, but there's a plan. There's a way that you can do it. So let's just say I said you bought a cheap car. Let's say you just bought a $2,000 car to get around for 10 months, right? And let's say you took the car payment that was 500 and some odd dollars and um, you saved it every month for a new car um, to pay in cash. Well, after 10 months, you'd have, you know, $5,500 or so for a new to you ride. So instead of having the $2,000 car, car, you could move up a bit. Um, and then 
you know, you could have something that was worth well over $6,000 because now that 2000, you know, maybe $1,500 car at that point um, is, you know, you can trade that in along with purchasing the the new ride and have, you know, a six, $7,000 car. And I know that's still not anything really nice. Um, but if you were to continue the cycle before you know it, you're in a $25,000, $30,000 car um, that you probably really like and that's probably going to last you a long period of time. Um, so don't think that it can't be done. Just do it in increments. Do it in steps. Don't think, oh, I just got to drive this cheap car until I can afford to buy a $30,000 car. That's not the case. Buy the cheap car and then make each next car a little less cheap and you'll be able to. Because the thing is, when you when you trade in those cheap cars, when you trade in those cars that maybe are less than $10,000, those cars aren't depreciating as fast as the cars that cost forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. Those cars depreciate at a crazy, crazy rate. And those that aren't worth as much anymore, just don't. They don't depreciate as quickly. And so you can actually sell them, you know, in a couple years or, or a year or whatever for far, you know, far closer to what you paid for it than somebody who's going to sell a brand new car. So the bottom line is, what could you do with $554 a month if you didn't have a car payment? Well, anything you wanted. You could invest it. You could increase, you know, the number of trips that you and your family went on. You could, you know, buy things for yourself or your spouse or your children and, and do a lot of really fun, good things. Um, or you could save it or invest it or wherever you are in your financial uh, action plan, you could do that step with much more fervor. But as long as you let the car payment weigh you down, you won't be able to do those things. So if you just simply decide to pay cash for cars and you buy the cheap one and you move up a little bit over time, in 10 years, your financial life is gonna look dr dramatically different and you're gonna likely own a really nice car in cash that you never thought you could. Um, but things have to be done incrementally. The problem is people want it now. They want things immediate. They, they don't want to be patient. They don't want to work towards something. They're just like, I want it now. That's the problem with getting into debt in most cases anyway. It's like, hmm, I want a car now. Or, hmm, I want to go to school now. I don't want to save. And I want to go to that school and I want to, um, you know, not work and all this kind of stuff. They, they don't want to work for it. Um, and that's not just college students, that's everybody, everybody. We don't want to work for things. We want to take the easy way out. Uh, oh, I don't have it saved. Well, I'll just put it on the credit card. It's immediate gratification that we're all looking for. And the sad truth is, is that immediate gratification is going to get you nowhere. What's going to get you somewhere is patience and being able to work a plan and doing something deliberately to your personal finances day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, that's going to help you push towards financial freedom at whatever pace you're willing to work at. So get out of car debt. That's my message. So how do we do that, right? How do we do that if we have a car and we're paying on it? How do we do that? Well, I said earlier, if you've got a crazy car, sell it, buy something cheap. Uh, but if you have something that's relatively reasonable and you're making a payment on it, that needs to go in your debt repayment plan in the financial action plan. Um, once again, listing debt smallest to largest, not by interest rate. And so what that's going to do is create momentum in your ability to pay your debts off, right? Uh, you only go by interest rates if debts are similar. So make the minimum payment on everything. And even if your car is not the lowest, make the minimum payment on your car until you get to it in the plan and then put every extra dollar you can on that car until it's paid off. And then roll that into the next lowest debt on the plan and so on and so forth until you're completely debt free. And you want to do this fa as fast as possible. Get out of you know car debt and all other consumer debt as quickly as possible. I mean, that's been the real overarching uh, 
idea of this week is that I don't want you guys to be in consumer debt and I, I want you to be in a place of financial freedom and to break the, the chains that debt has around you. And car debt does have its, its handle on a lot of Americans. Um, and it, it shouldn't. It, it's a, we're, we're financing things that aren't worth uh, what we just financed them for as soon as we drive them off the lot. That's silly. And let me tell you this, if you guys think that, you know, I've never had to pay a car off or never had to, let me tell you something real quick. When I, I first um, got out of college, I, I got, like I said, I got my car in 2015. Well, when I got it, it was financed. It was um, financed and, and my parents financed it. Um, and, you know, I, I wasn't working and I didn't, you know, know much about, you know, the ability to repay debt at that rate and things like that. Well, then I got my first job. And immediately upon getting my first job, it was my job to make the payment, my job to pay on my car. And I started looking at it and I was like, man, there's no way I'm going to sit around and just make this payment. And so I jumped on, you know, getting out of debt as quickly as possible. And it, it stinks to, you know, put all that extra money, that hard-earned money on your, you know, car or, you know, if it's your student loan or whatever, um, yeah, that stinks. But once you get out of it, it is the most freeing thing ever. I could not imagine at this point in my life spending $500 a month on a car payment. I could not imagine spending $1,000 a month on two car payments, one for me, one for my wife. I could not imagine doing it. Um, but I know what it takes to actually get to that place. It just takes a little bit of sacrifice and a little bit of diligence in actually sitting down and saying, I am going to plan to pay this thing off as quickly as possible. Um, and when you do that, you're, you're free. You feel the the stress off of you. You, you don't have to worry about it. Um, and it can happen fast. You just have to make the decision that that's what you're going to do. That's how you're going to live life in a you know, no debt environment. Um, and it's worth it. It's worth it. If you don't have debt, you have money. You have the ability to pay for things that you want in cash on purpose and never owe anybody any money ever again. And I think that's a pretty good deal. So I'll tell you this, I, I'm never financing a car again. I mean, it's just not gonna happen. I'm not financing a car. I don't care what I have to drive around. I'm not financing a car. And you, successful people don't. Successful people rarely are financing vehicles because why? They're not gonna put money into things and pay interest on things that are going to decrease in value. They know that that's not a winning proposition. You can save up for a car. You may not want to, but you can. And it's going to feel so much better when you actually own it and not the financing company. Cars can be a need, no doubt. I, I need a car to get around. But groceries are a need too. And we don't go and buy steak and lobster every night and eat steak and lobster every night and spend that kind of money on groceries. Why? Because it's not necessary. In the same way, luxury cars aren't necessary. Nice cars that just show off, you know, hey, look what I have. Absolutely not necessary because one day that car is going to be worth nothing. The sad truth, though, is that's the decision that most people are making. And I hope by watching this video, you can make a little better decision uh, or a much better decision uh, the next time that you um, feel the need to go purchase a new vehicle or don't like what you're riding around with. Just understand that the pain that comes with owing money, it's... It, it's so debilitating and owing $500 a month on a car or multiple cars is just, it's outrageous. You could be doing so much more with that money. That money could be turning into something that is not going to decline in value, but increase 
substantially in value over time if you invest it. So um, just understand that, that this type of debt and any kind of consumer debt for that matter is just not worth your time and energy to sit around and mess with. So maximize your financial life and do it by steering clear of just about anything with wheels on it. So thanks for watching this video. Don't forget, go down below, click the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments if you haven't already, and I'll be sure to get back to you. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, uh, then be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Um, also, follow me on social media, at MNO with Dylan. I think I can add so much value to you guys um, on my social media page. I think that's just uh, one of the places I put out some of the best, most consistent information apart from these videos. Also, if you want financial coaching help, uh, I can definitely help with that. Um, you can uh, sign up for a financial coaching session on my website, www.mnowithdylan.com, and I can help you out with that. Be sure that you're looking out tomorrow and Sunday. Um, I will be putting out some clips, three on Saturday and, and two on Sunday, uh, of this past week's videos. Um, that will just remind you of some of the big topics that we went over and, and really hit on the main things um, that, that each day held. And then tune in Monday as I talk about medical bills and uh, that being a particular type of debt that you may deal with. So I'm really grateful for you guys watching and, and listening to this uh, YouTube channel and, and podcast and, and really, um, you know, hopefully I'm providing a, a lot of good value for all of you um, and I can continue to put out this, this good content that um, is hopefully adding value to your life and helping you grow towards financial freedom long term. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howe. God bless.